Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Alex Bernard Rasmussen and Danny Bernard. And of course, Catherine should be here. Dave, I, I think Dave's got the week off, to tell you the truth. I'm pretty sure that Dave's got the week off, but, but he's out of town or something like that. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue you mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. At... Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. But in any case, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are here, and i got to ask you guys a question. Yes. Because the Mega Millions is now at over a billion dollars because nobody won it yesterday. It's mm-hmm. going to be a billion dollars on Friday night. My goodness. <clears throat> and I kept talking to people about this, and they, I said, you don't get anywhere near that much money. I said, oh, yeah, you get about two-thirds of it. No, you don't. No. You get about one-third of it. You get about one-third of it. Because a third? I thought it was like half. Nope. You started a billion dollars. Yeah, but then you, they take. You're not going to take the 30-year payout because the government will never pay this oh, thing yeah, out over 30 years. because they'll give you like a certain amount in a lump sum. I but forgot about that. Bunch, yep. But then they take tax. Yep. Yeah. They take $400 million uh, off of that just to offer you to go from $1 billion to $600 million. Oh, for the, just the like one payment? The one payment. They take four. And I then know, you pay $300 million in property and in income tax on that. So, so out of a billion dollars. No, you get $300 million because it's $600 million down to $300 million. Mm-hmm. You get $300 oh. million. 
And the best part of that is if you put that $300 million in the bank, you can probably get a pretty good rate, I would imagine, $300 million. You could probably get around 8%, 10 maybe even, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then when you get your pay, payouts every year of 25 to $30 million, you have to pay taxes on that again. So they, you pay a 50% tax on that too. Mm-hmm. So yes. the government is the huge winner in this deal, huge winner. Because they get all our money and they just hold on to it forever and ever and ever. Because I, I, I was arguing, no, 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 that 600 is after taxes. I said, no, it's not. And they wouldn't believe me, so I checked and I made sure. And it turns out I was absolutely right that, uh, not that I was, but it is absolutely right that you'll end up with about 30% of that initial offering, which is, I mean, 300 million will take it. You know, that's well, not what yeah. I'm saying, but. Um, the whole thing is just kind of sad, don't you think? Yeah. I well, would I mean, say so. <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird that, they, uh, yeah. I mean, of course, they're not going to be upfront about it, the whole thing. Well, the government being upfront? What? What are you talking about? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, I suppose you're absolutely right about that. But, you know, yeah, but I just wanted to make sure because I said, I'm almost certain you get 600, 600 million payout and you pay 50% taxes on that. And that's going to go up shortly, too, so we shall see how it all works out in the end, right? You right. know how that goes. But in any case, so what's new in the world? Uh, I was hoping to talk about when when Mom got here. I don't know. I'll text message her and see Well, if she said she was coming. coming in. Well, I guess I'll wait until she gets here to talk about what I wanted to talk about. All right. Well, we can hold off on that. Because we saw a movie last night together. Oh, Crawdads? Yeah, we saw so where the Crawdads. How was Crawdads? I want to wait until Mom gets here. But I will oh! say, I will say, Dan tried to take the kids to see Minions <clears throat> on Sunday. And every movie theater, he looked at three movie theaters by us. All of them were completely full, other than like the front row. And then yesterday, I looked at three movie theaters by us. To get tickets to Crawdads, every single movie theater was full except for the front row. We got the second row on the very side. Huh. Even on all, the side? Yeah, on the very oh, side. So not great seats. No, they were. I mean, they ended up being fine. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. Pretty much every seat in a movie theater is fine except for, like, the front row. Yeah, very front row. And we were second row. Best and it was on the neck. And the, <clears throat> the theater that we went to has those dream lounger things. Ooh, I like that. So second row isn't as like smushed up as a second row in like a regular theater that has smaller seats, you know? Because these have each row is quite large because they need space for these giant chairs to go yeah. basically flat. So, yeah, we weren't as shoved up forward as... You would be if you went to like Southdale or like any of the theaters right. that just have re- kind of regular chairs. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> people seem to be going to the movies. Yeah, didn't you tell me like the last three movies you checked in on um, <clears throat> were sold out? Dan tried to take the kids to a movie like two months ago. And yeah, sold out. Like, tried to buy tickets that day, and it was just, like, a weekend day, and it was sold out. So I'm like, people are apparently – the movie theater – well, okay. So the movie theater that we went to yesterday is – they have, like, $5.15 Tuesdays. So for every person, it's $5.15 for a ticket um, all day long. But the parking lot was jam-packed yeah like you know the theater that we went to could not even park in the front really it was so full and then the side was full and so i had to park on the 
back end the of road, the side. Then, kind of near the road. Right near the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's full. I've never seen it that full. I know. Never. I've never seen it that full. I, I guess know. people want to go to the movies. People are going to the movies, evidently. Well, I think that's a good thing, actually. They yeah, get out I, think finally, it's, I think it's good, too. Finally getting out of the house is a good plan. Yeah, because I, I mean, I can't think of, but I don't, what is that Nope movie? Is that another Keegan? Yeah. Keep. Uh, Key Jordan Peele. Peele. Jordan Jordan Peele. Peele. Oh, yeah. There's Keegan Michael yeah. Key. Key. Yeah, Keegan and there's Michael Key and Peele. And there's Key and Peele. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then there's Jordan Peele. And mm-hmm. Jordan. Pe- oh, it's okay. That's another Jordan Peele movie. Yep, it's a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. I I've only seen one Jordan Peele movie. I thought it was terrible. The original one. I saw the Us. Is Us. The one I, thought. I, saw... I thought it was terrible. Was that the one first one he made? No, the first one was. Get out. Get out. I yeah, saw Get you. Out. People told me they liked that. I thought that that was okay. <clears throat> I mean, it was definitely a little weird, if well, you yeah, like. But I, I generally like weird movies, and it was very heavy on the race stuff. Yeah, it's his movies obviously. are all heavy on the race stuff because yeah. there's money in that. So, so it's so, like you, know. you well, mm-hmm. and you have. I mean, he's a black man, so I guess that's his prerogative if that's what he wants to do. So it's like you have to be aware of the fact that it's a little weird and about race going into it and it was interesting to see a horror movie that had race focus in it why just because like horror movies i don't think of like race no you know i think of like ghosts and bad people and like how stupid are people that they're still judging people by their skin color whether it's white black or whatever you got how stupid are you not everyone who looks like that acts the same it's ridiculous. But, you know, that's the way it is. Um, yeah, the problem I had with us is this family is at their house, and they hear a noise outside, and he looks out the front door, and there they are standing there looking back at him. And for some reason, he doesn't lock the door. He just does just nothing. walks away. <laughs> if you saw yourself with your family standing outside your door, wouldn't you call the cops? It was or? him? <clears throat> And his wife and the, the, the son and the dog. Standing outside looking at, at yes. him in his yes. house. Yeah, I would definitely be... You'd make a move, I'd be you? making you some calls, doing some things, locking everything, putting furniture in front of every entry. Exactly. And call and the cops. And he, he just, like, hangs out. Yeah, they do nothing, and therefore there's this big, big problem Okay, so I, so you said that that was good, though? No, I didn't like that one. I didn't you see it. You said it was okay. No, no, a Get Out I heard was okay. Oh, you didn't like Us? I thought it was terrible. I haven't seen us. That sounds spooky. Well, it's like the first Quiet Place. Well, I liked the Quiet Place. I know, me too. Build Hello, your house by the, by the I mean, it's waterfall. not supposed to be rational, Dad. Well, yeah. If you had those creatures crazy. coming after you all the time, would you be completely calm, cool, collected, and make? And Good also, there are not <laughs> space creatures trying to eat everyone all the time in the real world. It's just not. That's why I don't like those movies either. I mean, every movie I've ever seen, I could definitely be like, oh, well, well, why yeah, didn't this happen? Or a book I've read, it would be like, uh, yeah. this would make way more sense. But then there's yeah. no problem. There has to be a problem. It's escapism. Dad. There needs to be a problem. I understand there needs to be a problem. I listen I mean, to it. Like, in movies like, you know, <clears throat> Alien or whatever, you know, the problem yeah. makes sense. You're trapped in yeah. space and there's an alien and it's going to kill you. You know, what yeah, can, you, what, what can you do? The problem <laughs> is. is when the 
characters make problems for themselves for no reason right. other than yeah. because if they didn't, right. the movie wouldn't work. Well, people are yeah. dumb, and it's just a reflection on the that truth. That is true, I suppose. <laughs> wow, <laughs> she's chipper today. No, no, I'm th- your mother's absolutely right, because oh people God. must be getting dumber by the day, <laughs> okay. because the internet <laughs> is steering them. Do okay, I'd like to finish. That'd be nice. If you wouldn't talk over me while I'm finishing, that'd be oh. great. No, it's getting worse on the show, and it needs to stop. It really does. People talking over one another. You say that like twice a week. Well, it's annoying. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> so stop doing it. There you go. That'd be a good thing. Yes. Oh, chemosabi. <laughs> Is it chemosabi? <laughs> hey, you can't say that. You're racist. I can't. I can't quote a, an old television show. They actually did come out today and say that uh, they have to change the name for monkeypox because it's racist. What is wrong with you? Isn't it monkey from monkeys? Pox. It's from monkeys. Yes, it is. So from what are monkeys. they going to say? Ape pox? I know. Apes can't are say not that monkeys. either, probably. It's they're true. not monkeys. I know. But it is true. They're both simians, but they're different. Simian pox? <laughs> simian pox. I just don't know how, long, how, pox. how much longer are you going to put up with this? I These don't people. Know. Everything's terrible and everything's horrible. And oh my God, it's just because there's uh, also <laughs> the murder hornet was originally called the Asian hornet because oh. it's from Asia. But now they got to get rid of murder and Asian because it's racist. I was going to say, wouldn't murder be bad for murderers? You would think it's bad, bad news for murderers, absolutely. Murderers, murderers revolting. Yeah, unite against. You know what wasn't bad and terrible? What? The movie where the crawdads sing. Yes. Oh, she's been begging to get to that now because you weren't here. And I also just want to talk about something other than how terrible everything and everyone is. <laughs> no, it's not terrible. how terrible it is. It's just we need to do something to stop this. We really Well, do. we can start here by, okay. by talking about On where they're this show. <laughs> By talking about where the crawdads sing. Yes, we can do that. Okay, so Andy, when did the book come out? Oh, I 12 think years I re- ago. 2017? I think I read it at least five years ago. No, I gave Four? it to you after I, I read it. I thought it came out in 2010. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Okay. So I think I read it like okay. when it was... Pretty new, yeah. And then I gave it to okay. you. Yeah, I was going to say four, yeah, so or five four years. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, read the book, and then it's been four years since we both read the book, and then we went and saw the movie last night because it's already very few showings in the theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. But when did it debut? Like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, two that's weeks. about how long anything lasts. It's like really? cra- yeah. It's like things are. In theaters for like well, six, eight weeks. Yes, Unless it's superheroes. Exactly. Yes. It's a real story with character development. Oh, I mean, yeah. not yeah, a true yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. It's but re- it, yeah. it's like a it's like a story with good guys, bad yeah. guys. And it takes some um, time to like character development. Yeah. People I don't know if they can hang with that kind of movie anymore. I, I am intri- I would be interested to ask somebody that hasn't read the book that just saw the movie. Oh, you yeah. know, because they stayed really true to the book. They were oh, pretty okay. much. They cut out some stuff that made sense that they cut out, but they stayed pretty true to the book. I did think the ending was a little too short. Like all of a sudden, it was like the last two minutes. It was like <gasps> this giant revelation, and then it's done. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was I don't little, know. But it was I, that I way. In the, but it was that way in the book too. Yeah, it was that way in the book. I, yeah. I, it was very good. Um, the actress. This is her first major role. Oh, okay. Whoever she is, debut. Everyone <laughs> in it, pretty much. I was like, who is this person? Other uh, than oh, the, the dad. Yeah, who is he? He was from. I didn't bring my phone. I Tim can't look said at this. Said he was in. Was he in Pushing Daisies? He's yeah. He was in a bunch of stuff. You would recognize him. Oh, really? no. where the crowd out sing? Yeah, yeah the, the dad. dad. Let's pa. see, Pa. And, 
And he wasn't in it a ton. <clears throat> no, it's just Paul. Oh, uh, Garrett Dillahunt. Oh, Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Was he, he was, was, yeah. wasn't he in the he's Sarah Connor in, Chronicles? Yeah, he was. He's yep. been in a bunch of stuff. He was the Terminator in the Sarah Connor Terminator, Chronicles. Terminator, yep. Yep, 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 yep. And I can't think That's of what I him. know him from. He's been that in was so like many kind things. of recent. He was a dad in something not that long ago. Justified? Like a good guy, though. And like he was funny. in Justified, wasn't he? Yes, I've he never, was. I've never yeah, seen exactly. that. Anyway, he was the only person in the whole movie that I <clears throat> recognized. recognized. I know. I know. Everybody I know. else was... There's Daisy Edgar Jones, Taylor John Smith. I, I mean, I'm. Yeah. I've never heard of. I've never heard of that any of people have any of these of, people. So, so the long range, the only though, one. was really good. It was really good. I, we were trying to figure out if you would like it. You would have thought it was too long, probably. Yes. They're all too long. But it's it's also a very sweet, oh. sad story yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, your heart just is breaking for that little. Girl. I know. I mean, Half I the time, you're just like <laughs> trying not to cry. He was the. Uh, Jimmy's dad in Raising Hope. Raising Hope, that's what it was. Not Pushing Daisies, it was Raising Hope. Raising Hope. Good work, Darren. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, it was. Oh, he played an abusive dad. Oh, he was was terrible. terrible. But he was really good in it. (laughs) Well, that's the whole point of the book, isn't it? The the abusive father to the little girl, right? Part of it. Uh, He didn't abuse her a ton. Oh, he didn't? It was mostly the wife. He was neglectful and didn't work, so that's abusive. Well, but he didn't, there's... He's not actually in it for that long. No. The story is about the girl. Yeah. yeah. So I should go see it. I don't know. I think you would maybe <laughs> like it better know. at home. I think you'd like it at home. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Because then if you didn't, cause I think you would like it, the story in general. Oh, yeah. It's a great, it's a great story. Didn't it sell like 12 million copies of book? I mean, that book was. The book did very, very did well. Very well. Wildly. Um, you know how it is, when, though, when you read a book and it's been a long time? And you know the outcome of the trial, which I won't give away. Yeah. But when when they're doing it, you're like, I know. You're still like, what's it gonna be? I know. <laughs> I know. And they do. So there's yeah, there's a murder trial for this boy, and like, and they do the pause. Yeah. We find the defendant, and then they say that I'm like, really? just say it. Yeah. And they do that every time on every like, know, show and, and I, movie. I'm like, why is there a long pause? And then it's I'm usually like, a commercial break, and then the yeah, exactly. yeah. And, and then I'm yeah, you know, like I said, I knew the outcome, but I'm like, did I, I remember it wrong? I know. Is it different? I know. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you: The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite. Podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. 
Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like Suburban Manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy, and that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We it's got just... our guest on the phone. We oh. have a guest, magnificent. David Larson. David, how are you? Fine, thank you, Tom. Fine. I'm glad to hear that. There's no question about it. So what's the latest with you? Well, the latest with me is the second book of The Last Jewish Gangster is coming out next month, and the third one's planned by the end of the year. Well, congratulations. David, where are you from? Uh, San Diego. The reason I ask that is because uh, the Jewish mob was very big in Minneapolis-St. Paul. I don't know. Well, you probably know that, I'm sure, because you've done a lot of research yeah. and all the rest of it. Uh, the book, uh, David S. Larson's book, The Last Jewish Gangster, the early years when it comes to gangsters, Michael Hardy's The Real Thing. I know it was this godson of Bugsy Siegel for 35 years. This is a captivating and different kind of true story, uh, true crime story, excuse me. And I'm astounded David Larson captured his voice. Oh, Nick Pelleggi, the brother. That was very nice of Nick. That's very, very cool, I thought. Great screenwriter. He actually knew that he actually knew Hardy for 35 years. Really? Their paths crossed a number of times. Uh, he was his, he acted as a, uh, a character, <laughs> a character, you could laugh about that a little bit character witness um, at both of the sentencing uh, in 1991 when he was sentenced for murdering his wife. Well. And in 1990, yes, in 1998 when he was sentenced for helping a prisoner escape, a murderer escape from Downing State Prison in San Diego just to piss off the warden. <laughs> to get so. Wow. Yes. David, do we that need... That cost him an extra four years. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Based on American culture, because gangsterism started in America because certain people, certain people being Jewish, Italian, Irish, you get on the list, 
They couldn't get jobs. They couldn't make any money. They were all broke. There was a reason this all started in America, don't you think, David? Yeah. Uh, prohibition was one of the biggest reasons. Oh, sure. They were supply and demand, too. They were supplying something nobody could get. You know so, where that started, right, uh, David? All kinds of Yeah. Yeah. You know where Prohibition started? Yes. Minnesota. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, no, the... the, the the big movement started there. Oh yeah, Olmstead was the Olmstead Act, I think it was called, and Olmstead was from, was a congressperson from Minnesota, and he waited till everybody went home for Christmas, and then got the last few people to vote his way, and that's how it got uh, started in the first place. He cheated to get it to become law because his wife wouldn't leave him alone about the booze. It's always a personal yeah, thing, so isn't that he hilarious? He wouldn't quit drinking, so it's everybody had to woman. suffer. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a woman, though. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, this is good. <laughs> so it's a good thing. So where where does Michael the Michael Hardy story start? Uh, the way I started the book is, you know, he's in a wheelchair, three hundred twenty-five pounds, late sixties. He's six foot one, big guy. He's half Jewish, half Southern Baptist. And wow. he's missing half of both his feet to diabetes. Oh. And he's, yeah, he's he's telling me a story. Uh, someone Nick had set him up with in Hollywood, spent two years with him. I had limos come down to pick him up, and they did all these video interviews. And the guy was just a bust. And poor Hardy was just so anxious that nothing was coming together. And his therapist heard me read an opening paragraph in an opening paragraph slam down in uh, Seaport Village at a little upstart crow bookstore. And I won first place and got a cup of coffee on the book. I got to say a few words. He contacted me a month later through LinkedIn and said, hey, I got somebody you might want to interview. And that's how I met Hardy. Yeah, that's an amazing story, Dave. That's a great story, as a matter of fact. Um, I never did understand, and I still, to this day, there are still things that get passed in the law I just don't understand. But the way I, I've been told in the past, because I knew some, when I was a little boy, some of the gangsters, they, they all lived in my old neighborhood in North Minneapolis. But um, I would talk to them about what was that, why, why did this happen, what's that all about? And to the to the person, to the man they said it was okay when they treated us like this, but when they started treating our children like this, we knew it had to stop. They, they said that gangsterism in America started because of the way their children were being treated. Did you find that to be true? Hmm. Might have been. Um, might have been. Hardy's, Hardy's experiences uh, started because of his mother. I mean, his oh. mother... David Bugsy Siegel. She hung out at Midnight Rose's candy store where all murder incorporated guys hung out in the late thirties, early forties. You know, they um, Bugsy set her up. She wanted to be a star. She's a vivacious redhead. And they sent her to Hollywood in, in forty three during the war for a screen test. And afterwards they said, Thank you for coming, but I mean, they had Rita Hayworth, they Lucille Ball. They started rallying off all the other redheads they had. And she was rejected, went down to San Diego to visit her aunt, 
to lick her wounds, and she met her first cousin, and uh, Joe Hardy, and hooked up with him. And Michael Hardy was born in Coronado Naval Hospital nine months later. God, that's what a story. So how did he uh, go about, how did Michael go about getting involved in this life? Was he, how old was he when he first started uh, A Life of Crime? A uh, little after, well, his mother, they went back to Brooklyn. Uh, grandfather, his grandfather forced Shirley to marry Joe Hardy so that his grandson wouldn't be a bastard child, as he mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And uh, and right after that happened, Joe went back to San Diego. Shirley dumped little Michael with her pa- grandparents to raise. And she wanted to continue her dating with Bugsy Siegel. When he got killed three years later, machine gunned, uh, she started up with Joey Adonis. She started running money, uh, suitcases full of money from Meyer Lansky down to Havana Casino Salon. But meanwhile, Hardy, little Hardy's in the shadows, Michael Hardy's. And she's handing out payouts to dirty cops, politicians, and judges. So there's cars double parked all day long in front of her apartment handing out envelopes for mom. And then they set her up set her up for the largest bookmaking operation in New York. So she had so much going on. This is the life she wanted. And her son was just an irritant in her side. But she found ways to use him over the years. When uh, his grandfather, who he just idolized, Lou Michael's grandfather died when he was 12 years old, that's when all the governors on his engine came off. He just was, his mother disallowed him to go to High Point, North Carolina, for his grandfather's funeral. Mm-hmm. And he tried to commit suicide for the first time. Mm. And after that, he was just so full of anger against his mother that uh, he was going to prove to her, you know, the way he was thinking. Okay, you love these gangsters and you don't love me. You think they're tough? Watch me. Oh, then you'll love me. See, that's that a great. Him all his life. That is Made a great take, David. Fearless. So was it he in real life? To get that out of him. What yeah. was in real life? Was he really fearless, or did he just put put that forth so you'd think he was? You know, uh, in his later years, he he, he feared. But in his younger years, it just didn't exist. It was like he'd walk into a situation with a with a gun and gonna rob uh, eight eight to ten people playing craps, and you know he he would, he would just overwhelm them with his he's big guy six one two eighty most of his life and uh, with his authority. But if he was killed, he didn't care. He, it would put him out of his misery. Huh. It's almost the, the, the subtext of what he was living with. I have to ask you a question about yourself, David, because I just saw something. Okay? Do you mind if I ask you a, a question? <clears throat> oh, sure. No, is, no problem. Is it true that you wrestled a 300-pound black bear? <laughs> is that true? Yes. Really? They never what? allow it these days. And the next they never question, allow it these days. The next question is why? <laughs> why? It'd be good. You know what? You're 14 years old. I'm living in a stifled household that, was, that turned from Lutherans and becoming Pentecostal. 
you know, five day five days a week meetings and church stuff going on oh, in my God. house, and I had to get out. And there was a Ford dealership that has stunt where you come in, pay five bucks to wrestle a bear. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is a stunt. My my I. I have a brother that's a year older than me was looking at me like, oh, it's crazy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. And say, yeah, yeah. I weighed 140 pounds, like <laughs> five foot six. You know, you know <laughs> the thing that was crazy, the the three guys that were in the in the ring before me were the Baldo brothers. These are tattooed motorcycle guys that terrorized neighborhoods. And they got in there and, and the bear was, had a muzzle on and they had had gloves on and everything that that you would do to the bear to do bear would do back. So if you hit him in the face, he'd hit you in the face. So I watched these Baldwin brothers go for it. And bears have no necks. It's like their shoulders and their body go right into their head. Right. You know, these guys tried to put a headlock on them oh. and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, and it just didn't work. Uh, so this bear would be bashing these people all across the ring. It was a really, it was like 100 degrees, and we were in this caged area. They had a room for everything. And there were a couple couple of cages, but the one that, to fight in. And um, after the last ball, the brother gave up, um, and they timed out. Uh, they, they blew a whistle or something, and they, the bear had to be taken into the next next cage with a big, great big bucket of ice, huge, huge galvanized tub. Of ice, and he plopped down. He took the muzzle off. His trainer did, and he gave him Twinkies and apples and stuff. And then he blew the whistle. It was my turn. So I'd walk in there. This bear has chunks of ice hanging off his ass. <laughs> you know, he, he gets. He stands up on his rear legs. That's how he, that's how he kind of fights. He wasn't on, on the ground. And I what else to do? I gave him. Gave up and ran up to him. Gave him a big bear hug. Oh. He just kind of toppled over on me, you know, <laughs> sat on me. So, so that was my experience of wrestling there. It sat on you? Yeah, he <laughs> sat on me. <laughs> had to be a <laughs> David, yeah. maybe. Hey, Nothing like an icy bear ass. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. There ought to be a book called that. <laughs> Nothing like an icy bear ass. So, David, do you think your next book should be about you? Uh, actually, I have part of a memoir um, completed already about those my teen years. Sure. And my dad, my dad was a was a deacon in the Lutheran Church. He, he had a Clark Kent crew cut glasses. He sold paper to printers. Um, he was a major in the National Guard. Oh. You know, so our our house is run very militarily, and he went to visit a uh, went with a, uh, my favorite uncle up to Seattle to take care of some business. And a um, a cousin of his he knew from Minnesota, going to World's Fair in the mid '30s, just said uh, he had an extra day. Met met with Betty, and Betty he couldn't believe the change in her. She took him to a revival meeting. He received the Holy Spirit. He called up my mom and said, my God is alive in me, at least I'm coming home. Really? And so my, my, yeah, yeah. So these are, these are Lutherans. Lutherans just, Lutherans have everything in a, in its box, you know, very 
you go to church at 9.30, the sermon's over exactly at 11. It's not before, shouldn't run over. You know, Arvid Carlson, our, our pastor, was very good at doing that. And my my mom, who went to Bible college, got all, all seven Bibles and big concordance and tried to figure out what was going on. And um, she prayed, and she was anointed as well. And my parents just got on fire for God. And a year later, they were forced out of the church, so they brought everybody in our house. Why were they forced out of the church, David? It's, um, it, it has to do with the, the box. You know, that they're, these Lutherans were wanted a predictable life. If miracles were happen, happened, that happened 2,000 years ago, and it's written about in the Bible. They didn't right. happen that day. Right. There was a little girl born without a hip socket that my dad and the pastor prayed for, and she grew a new hip socket. Oh. And nobody, these Lutherans couldn't explain it. They were freaking out. God, this so, sounds like that's a Minnesota story. It does sound like a Minnesota story, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where well, that's where I came from. Yeah, Lutherans. Yeah. God, what an amazing life you've had, David. Uh, I, I seriously, I mean, from the time you were a little boy, it's been pretty fascinating. It sounds like to me. It, it can't be viewed that way. <laughs> I used to feel embarrassed about it until I started writing about it. You know, and I figured out I can't change it. It's just the way it was. I was the middle child of five. Right. You know, my my brother got sucked up into a, my oldest brother, seven years older, when I'm 13 years old, and we're in the midst of all this, all these meetings and stuff going on in our house. We sent people to live with us uh, and for long spells of time. We had a little apartment above a garage. We had an extra room in our house. We had a, a two-bedroom house my parents had built for grandparents that were available. We had this missionary, old missionary called Hannah Lowe from South America that came to stay with us, and she subversively started challenging me, everything my mother said, everything. And she, and she knew the Bible backwards and forwards, and she quoted scriptures that would, that would counter everything my mother was saying. So after three months, my oldest brother, Danny, just said at breakfast one day, I'm going to go to going with Hannah back to South America, and I'm going to do the real Lord's work there. Oh. And, oh yeah, he, yeah, he disappeared uh, for 10 years. 10 years? Until he fell in love. (laughs) And that broke the spell. He he basically, he he joined a cult. Wow. And there were, there were other college-age students that were, that were uh, extracted from their compound down there. Jeez. Her parents, parents hired someone to come down and save them. Now, David, as far as religion is concerned and gangsterism is concerned, is it a need? Is there a, an underlying need? You look around the neighborhood and this and or the compound or wherever you're living, you go, I need to fit in. I mean, people do have this, This most people, I shouldn't say, not everybody, but almost everybody has this need to belong. Is that where religion comes from? Is that where gangsterism comes from? And I'm not comparing the two, but they do they do group together for a reason. Um, is that what it is, do you think, that they just, they need somewhere to belong? There's a belonging, yeah, that's, that, that's inherent in almost everybody, yep. except for real recluses. Uh, Hardy, as an example, formed a gang when he was 13 years old. Yeah. 
uh, at school and almost to protect them from some of the other people, but loose-knit group of people, Irish, Italians, there's a black members group. It, it just, you know, they were called the Hilltoppers in, uh, oh, sure. in, in Brooklyn and uh, started doing mayhem, little things, you know. Uh, he, was, he was, you know, taking 25 cents, kids' lunch money. You know, things like that. <laughs> That's how we um, started. Just, just petty, just petty crimes, you know. He had, being a bully. He got a switchblade. Yeah. And being a little bit of a bully. He just, he had so much anger in him. He didn't know, it was directed at his mom, but it came out in other ways. But he needed a place to belong. His grandfather died. He just was, he was then shuffled off. He's living with his aunt, unmarried aunt. And he just, just couldn't connect anywhere. I mean, he had his bar mitzvah when he was 13, the year after his grandfather died. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's looking around and says, oh, geez, you tell me I'm a man, but I don't feel it. You know? God, so he had to try, try to create all that to himself. That is such an amazing story. You know, do you think we'll ever learn, and the reason I bring this up now is, obviously with our open southern border, there are gangs coming over by the thousands now. Why is it that America doesn't do more about this, this whole problem? Gangsterism, well, I, I, maybe to preface that, I should ask you, do you think, because they claim in New York now that, that the mob is gone forever, that after John Gotti, that it, it was the end of it and it's never coming back. Do you believe that? I, I think it's still alive, but they went legitimate. Hardy knew Gotti. Hardy was shot by the Gotti brothers twice in, <laughs> within 24 hours. You know, he, he, he knew him personally. He had sit-downs with Sonny Francesi with the Gottis on the other side of the table, you know. And Sonny was yelling at one, you know, you got shot. Forget about it. You know, you got your face beaten, almost lost an eye. Forget about it, you know went around the room and said, you know, I, I don't want you guys fighting. You know, we got the Pravacis to worry about. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, so, I, I think they're still around, but it's, but uh, Hardy and uh, Sonny Bolgavano uh, would talk about it and said, what Gotti was doing is stupid. He was, he was getting too, he wanted to be a Hollywood star. Yes. Yep. I mean, the idea of the mafia was it was secret society. There was nothing public about it. He loved to go to fancy restaurants, hang out with all the movie stars. You know, he, he wanted to be a celebrity. Hmm. That was just, yep. just far from what the mafia was about. Did you happen to watch the um, series The Offer? Oh, good question. I started. You started it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. I about, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. The, about the making of The Godfather? <laughs> yeah. And the role of the of the mob in there, I was just wondering how truthful it seemed to you. But if you just started it, I'm I'm gonna, yeah, just start it. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you'll like it. <laughs> yeah, I think you will. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, it's such a fascinating word world to people, but you know, from from the very start, why didn't we learn a lesson? You can't exclude people, or they're going to do this very thing. They're going to form gangs to make themselves safe. They're going to become very, very aggressive to feed their families and have their families respected. Uh, do you think human beings will ever learn? Maybe everyone should be shown a little respect. Yeah, 
But it starts with the parental influence. Everything yeah. starts with yep. that at home. And your siblings and you know, the dynamics you have. Uh, once, once that gets uprooted or shifted, you know, it, it's that, that's where the, all the damage is done. You see so many single-parent homes. And mom has tried to work in two jobs, trying to be mother and father. To right. You know, it's just it's the, the whole family unit starts breaking down. Sure. God, what a story this I is. Started, I started Hardy's story when he's being arrested in 1990 for murdering his wife. And his son turned him in. Oh. And what? Oh, yeah. There's so much. That's a toxic family. so much deception. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, what was that? what was that? Well, you, you take what was happening with the son. He was in prison, Corcoran Prison in in California, and he met a cute girl in the visitors' room, and he's looking for ways to get out two two years early, and he had helped his father bury his stepmother, Artie's second wife, uh, five years before, and he drew the cops a map of where body was buried, his house in Sherman Way in Hollywood. And uh, they thanked him very much, but they said, you're an accessory to murder for the covering <laughs> Oops. up. You didn't give any time off. You didn't think that went through. So, yeah. <laughs> and then in, in the late 60s, Shirley Hardy's mother got a hold of $4,000 worth of phony $10 bills. Oh, and it, was, it was, was taking too long. They were going to McDonald's here and there in Hollywood. And trying to cash him in, you know, getting eight dollars change, things like that. I said, uh, she had an idea. Let's go to Caliente Racetrack, Mexico, Chihuahua. Ah. So they pick up. There's five people in the group. They go to go down to the races. They're having a good day. In fact, they hit thirteen thousand dollars. I track that up, and they're Jeez. they're going to be living large. Hardy goes to cash in. Federales grabbing, and. Um, so it starts 16 days in Tijuana jail. Oh. And where they, they beat on Hardy, they strapped, they strapped him to a wall. Oh. Went out with two by fours and a cattle prod. Wow. And meanwhile, every time, every time, well, he called his mother a Jew whore. Oh, and that's Hardy not going to work. Spit in the commandante's face. Oh. And that kind of set him off a little bit. She ended up begging him. She just couldn't. She said, you, you got to do the time. You got to say it was your money. And so, like he'd done all his life, trying to get her respect, maybe she'd love him. So he agreed to it. Secret Service came down, Treasury agents. They wanted, they wanted to piece him. He wouldn't tell him anything because they were trying to track where the money came from. Right. And uh, he wouldn't say a thing. So they, they said, You just tell us when he gets out or when he dies. And he's set to do 12 years in prison there for her. Wow. God, that's amazing. So that, that's, how the, that's how the second book starts with him go, being thrown. There's 11 chapters of him being in prison there and how he manages. He goes to work. Check this out. He goes to work for a gay drug lord as his gringo pistolero. Wow. Really? Now, he was, he was thinking, they never have any gay drug lords in New York or anything or in the mob that you know of. But in Mexico, okay. And when they arrested him, they brought his whole family, his, his sister and cousins and stuff, because they were involved in the drug business too. And they'd open up restaurants. 
This is the most considered the most entrepreneurial prison in the world. And yet the most dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, check. On Tuesdays, girlfriends would come. They'd have overnight passes. Thursdays were for wives. And on Sundays, they would open up the gates to the prison. And they'd bring in taco carts and fruit carts and stuff, the kind of stuff you see at the border. People are snowing. And the big open yard area, you play baseball and soccer and stuff like that. Country club. And you prison. could have knives in there. You oh, could have what? knives. You could get a gun. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the only yes. only deal was you couldn't use them to escape. Well. And even more, well, more, more bizarre. It, just, just protect yourself. Yes, of course. More <laughs> bizarre is that if you did escape, and let's say you didn't kill a guard or anything, if you did escape, your time would keep running. So if you had two years to go on a sentence and you escaped and went on the lam or were caught after a year and brought back to prison, you only had one year left. You think punished for escaping. They believe that it's a nature of man not to be held captive. Oh, yeah. Very, very true. There are no questions. And this, and this gay drug lord, when he came in there, he built himself a great big like Holiday Inn suite on the second floor, with <laughs> a bunch of brand new apartments. God, there were there were there were um, concrete trucks coming in all the time, just pouring, building new little caracas all around there. <laughs> what Amazing. a world! The, the sister of the gay drug lord, the sister of the gay drug lord, opened a restaurant there. In the prison, there's a Greek restaurant there. In the prison. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Joey Place, a place for shoes. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything cost him. It was, it was unlike anything I'd heard of or seen, but I, I got a got a 12-page report um, that was done by um, someone in the U.S. talking about the most entrepreneurial person in the world. And that was La Mesa del Diablo. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. I wonder if they got rehabilitated when they came out. You think? <laughs> Maybe that's a new Oh gosh. <laughs> a new model for prison. You, you know what's sad is Hardy Hardy, the first guy he roomed with was a Navy guy who'd gone down and tried to get some tried to purchase some dope and got busted. They don't tell the Navy anything. They don't have a trial. They just throw you in prison. God. What a world. So the Navy didn't even know about him. Yeah, <laughs> and there was an ex NFL elf, uh, ex NFL uh, player that was stuck down, and he had a big uh, car dealership up in Orange County, and he got busted for trying to traffic guns to to Castro or something. Oh, and, uh, what? That's a very yeah. bad idea. Oh yeah, yeah, and he was he was stuck down there in prison, and that's somebody Hardy befriended right away. He was kind of big like Hardy was. He was Hardy went in there using using an alias. He was Richard Mandel, or as the as, as the commandante Paco would call him, Richard. So tell me, Richard, what are we going to do today? Richard, yeah, hey, Richard, that, Richard, Richard, yes. And Hardy would uh, buddy up with this guy Val. Val Caldwell, NFL player, from, played for the New York Giants. And he was just stuck down there in this prison. And he was working schemes all the time. They, had, they were taking a bunch of tunnels to try and get out of the place. He had a used car. He had a um, chop shop running in the prison for a while. <laughs> of course he did. Uh, with a steel car. <laughs> so, David, uh, do these guards make a lot of money? They pocketing a lot of cash from the sales of all these businesses? Well, they had to share a lot of that with the commandante. Sure, absolutely. But but everything costs money in there. So you could buy protection. You could buy great meals. You could buy hookers. <laughs> you, you could buy all the cocaine you wanted. You could you could live a life pretty good. You know, if you're going to be in prison, why yeah. not? Color TVs. Yeah. God, what a story this is. Ladies and gentlemen, so, the book is called so The Life. Hardy. Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead, sir. No, Hardy, you know, so Hardy goes in in 1968, expecting 12 years. He gets out a year later. 
and his mother had promised to come visit and send him money, take care of them, never showed up. Oh. Oh. See, I'm a much Un- better Until mommy. the day, <laughs> until the day he got out of prison, there she was waiting out, waiting out by the gate. Really? Oh, yes. And she said, Michael, nods her head, because mother, throws his duffel bag in the back. They fly, fly back to, <laughs> back to New York, down a red eye. Well, God, when she one. showed up. Yeah. Finally. Yes, that's the one thing she did. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Finally showed up. David S. Larson, ladies and gentlemen, the book is called The Last Jewish Gangster. The early years is on Amazon and everywhere. David, you'll have to come back. What a great story. Great story. Oh, that was super. Fun talking to you, Tom. Nice talking to you as well. David S. Larson, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, isn't that amazing that as long as you're getting paid, you guys can do whatever the hell you want in my prison. Yep, they don't care. As long as I get money, you're good to go. Isn't money just... It's, it's becoming more disgusting by the well, day. Well, Mexico, Mexican politics has always been, you yeah, know. It's yeah, it's not exactly every, that's This true. Yeah. group is very yeah. rich and everybody else is dirt poor. Mm-hmm. So you've got to fight for every scrap you can get. Oh, by the way, it was the Volstad Act you were thinking of. Volstad? Yep. Uh, yeah, Volstad, V-O-L-S-T-A-D or something. Courtesy of Officer Dave. The Volstad Act, that's the, the, the no booze thing, right? Yeah, Volstad Act. Enacted no 1919. 1919. Mm-hmm. 100 years ago. How long did Prohibition last? Seven Not years? very. Five years? I don't know how long it was. I really don't. But it lasted in the 30s, though, didn't it? Let's see. 20 to 33. Yeah, there you go. 20 oh, wow. to 33. So 13 yeah, years. That's a long time. And a the, lot of people get, got very rich off of no, those years. Sure did. Made vast fortunes and political fame. And the amazing thing is the whole thing started because Volstead's wife would not engage in, uh, in sex unless he did this. That's what started the whole thing. Well, was he a boozer and she wanted him to quit That's boozing? That's what I'm thinking. It never made it quite clear, but, I, you know. I don't know. Don't you think that's probably the case? I mean. I would guess. Just out of the blue, all of a sudden, you're finding this, that, and the other thing. I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. It's So he's trying to pass along. He's like, hey. The missus isn't going to give it up unless we... <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, okay, we'll yeah, pass that well, for everybody. I mean, I don't know. Makes How true is that to begin with? I don't know. He is from Kenyon, Minnesota. Wherever Kenyon? the hell that, I don't is. Where that is. Kenyon is up north, right? Uh, no, it, must it be. is How do down spell? south. Oh. Kenyon is? It's southeast Minnesota. How do you spell Kenyon? Like Kenya? K-E-N, K-E-N-Y-O-N, I believe. Y-O-N, yep. Oh. North, believe. north Fork of the Zumbro River. Oh, down there. Goodhue County, okay. if you know where that is, which I don't. I could see that. There you go. Population 1800, so it's not a surprise you've never heard of it. That's interesting when he was talking, or you guys were talking about outsiders and stuff. Th- this movie that we saw, Where the Crawdads Sing, she, this w- young girl is abandoned in a marsh in the Carolinas somewhere. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, it was North, something North Carolina. And um, the town people treated her like crap like she tried to go to school for an hour and they were the kids were so mean and horrible to her she ended up running home yeah it was very interesting not one person reached out to her you know no church service i mean social services tried to you know go and nab her and put her in foster care or whatever but she kept on 
running away from them, but not one person. Well, she was selling mussels to this um, couple that worked at a, a kind of a gas station convenience store sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Jumpin' and, and Mabel. Oh, there's Angel humans. Yeah, angel humans. <laughs> they would buy her mussels and give her some money so she could live. And um, not, yeah, not one church came out and said, hey, you know, can we help you out? Can we do anything for you? Nobody. Yeah. It was a very... Really? Yeah, it's very sad. I know it is sad. Very, very Although sad. Although I will say it made me kind of want to be a... A swamp Recluse marsh person. <laughs> I know. They Didn't made, look half they bad. They made the marsh honestly. look really good. Didn't look half bad. No. There were no... She, she wasn't plagued by mosquitoes or flies no. or poisonous snakes. No, or she never got into never any got trouble. Never got by an alligator or She nothing. just was... <laughs> Living yeah. the dream, I know. It was it, it was it's a good book, and movie. a good sh- and a good movie. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what. I, like I said, it would be interesting to talk to somebody that hasn't read the book that just saw the movie. And you always can find out how much it costs to make the movie and how much it's made so far on something. You've got some generally, but not always. They have to release that information. But it's been out for what did you say a month? I mean, they have to like voluntarily release it. Oh. Uh, box office forty six million, budget twenty four million. So oh, good. Not well, good. At least they've doubled their money. Well, not the budget really. doesn't include marketing, right, and that sort of thing. Oh. Generally, conventional wisdom is you double the budget to account for all the other crap. It's so. probably going to yeah. make a ton of money streaming, I would guess. Probably true. Man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like movies and box offices now just don't no, make box as much office money as don't they exist used to unless because it's Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, if you if you want to go to a movie, don't try on Tuesdays unless you want to do the five dollar Tuesdays, which well, is just still a get, thing. Get your ticket early is all, and be a fan Dango member. Yeah, completely sold out. Yeah, because what do you you get the movie for five bucks? You get a box of popcorn. I think and you a get drink a free medium popcorn and a small soda or something for five dollars. If you're a member for like five dollars, if you're like a Fandango member, but you don't have to be a Fandango member at the theater that we went to to get the f- just everybody gets tick all tickets are like five dollars and 15 cents on tuesdays oh okay yeah because down in florida what's the one that we used to go to when we'd go to royal palm no the one downtown there the movie theater downtown. yeah the movie theater i can't remember the name of that one right there downtown but they've got something where if you belong to their membership, mm-hmm. you get to skip the popcorn lines. Yeah, like AMC right, has right, all of this yeah. stuff. AMC and has that, like Southdale. I have a friend that every time I go to a movie, she like flashes a little card. And she has to go through <laughs> this line. I'm like, ooh. I know VIP. Not that the lines are ever that bad anyway. No, but. Uh, Downtown West Palm Beach? Yeah. What's that called again? We, we have the one we like gone right in, in Rosemary years. Square. Uh, the palace? Is it the palace? Uh, <clears throat> There's the right AMC in... West. No. Palm no, Beach 12. It had a name at one time. Maybe they've changed it. Yeah, maybe, maybe somebody bought it. It's oh, this beautiful is, theater. Uh, this is downtown West Palm I don't Beach. think Rosemary or The Square, as it is called now, apparently. Just The Square, yeah. Yep, it's The Square now. No, just, oh, it was City Place, and it was Rosemary Square, I know, and it's just like They changed the name every the two. The Square. City, City Place was more than yeah. Rosemary Square. And The Square. The Square is just trying too hard to be it's trendy, I think. Yeah, the probably. The Square. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Probably true. Well, all the retailers have fled, so there's not too much left there anymore other than restaurants. I honestly got the clothing stores and restaurants. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole deal: clothing stores and restaurants. Pretty that's much, all. yeah. Yeah. Um, Joseph Epstein is a guy who works at the Wall Street Journal. Tough last name to have. 
I'm not Epstein, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Not, no, not related. Not, yeah, not related good. to that, Epstein. Leave me alone. Well, I mean, if you, even if you are related, that doesn't make you a bad person. Well, I know, but That's people instantly true. are going to go, hmm? That's true. Yeah. But he wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal this morning, and the title of the article is, Biden and Trump are bums. <laughs> oh, jeez. In the Wall to see that headline in the Wall Street Journal is very, very special, I think. Uh. Just... Biden and Trump are bums. He's had enough. I think we've all had enough, haven't we? Well, I think just by Joe's popularity rating, um, you can tell that most people think he, think he's a bum. But there's not a whole lot of and, fans and of his Trump, left. And Trump, I just, oh, I just don't understand the appeal of him. I just I don't, don't understand it. He never just got elected because people hated Hillary so much. Well, yeah. Yeah, if, well, if if they had put out someone other than Hillary, he never. Oh, would there have was a lot of anybody but Hillary yeah, people. Absolutely. Well, there's also anybody but a career politician. Well, yeah, I that's mean, the we're thing. just all so sick. We don't of need this. any more dynasties. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. But I think they they keep voting for yep. very very wealthy people mm-hmm. over and over again. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's that whole thing has changed. Everybody's got to be wealthy as hell, or a, a movie star, or yeah. A TV star. Yeah, Ronald Reagan started that. Yeah, he started that whole situation. I, I yeah. don't know what the deal is, but... I don't know. At least we're better off than Hungary. What happened in Hungary? An advisor to Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban has resigned in protest over Orban's comments on the mixing of races. Oh, okay. It's 2022. Hungarians <laughs> don't like anyone. But Hungarians? Yeah. Well, That's pretty much true. A lot of European, a lot of yeah. Balkan states are like that. They're yeah. like, yeah, if they you're won't... not us, then get the hell out. Well, because they've been a lot of them. I don't know. Has Hungary been taken over by Nazis and told that they can't have their own language? Well, and... I wonder. It's interesting you put it that way because Zuza Hegedus from the BBC describes it as a member of Orban's inner circle, who has known him for two decades, called Orban's weekend speech pure Nazi text. So you Nazis. Everything's days. Nazi. That's true. Everybody's a Nazi these days. Every time right. any so Hungary used to be Austria-Hungary. Yeah, okay. right. Exactly. Uh, so are they divided? And then up? after World War One, there was a treaty where Hungary lost seventy-one percent of its territory and fifty-one eight percent of its population. I see that makes people mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now at this point, they're just like, get the hell out. They were part of the Axis powers in World War Two. Yeah. And right, exactly. lost a whole bunch of more people during that war. So yeah, one of the, it's another one of those Balkan states that had a horrible time the past century and just want to be left alone. Yeah, absolutely. Critics are calling Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban a dangerous man because of all this stuff. Uh, speaking at an event in Romania on Saturday, the right-wing leader. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they really needed to put that in there. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, the right-wing leader said countries where Europeans mix with non-Europeans are no longer nations. They're nothing more than a conglomeration of peoples in the Carpathian Basin. We are not mixed race, Orban continued, per Politico, referring to a geographical area that includes Hungary and parts of Romania, Croatia, Slovakia, Serbia, Ukraine, and other neighbors. We are willing to mix with one another, but we do not want to become a mixed race. <laughs> It's 2022. Yeah, well, I I think people are just going to have to accept the fact that everything's going to be, you know, Starbucks nation. Yeah, it's pretty much (laughs) the whole world is going to become Starbucks nation. Do you guys think they're using the the stuff like we can't call it monkeypox anymore? We can't say this. We can't. Are they literally just appealing to the dumbest of the dumb because they all go on social media? Is the monkeypox thing real? 
That's what they said. That that, that was announced on CBS News this morning. That well, they... oh, it's New York City saying we should change it. So it's just a bunch of lunatics. <laughs> so everybody in New York's a lunatic. I, I don't know. Does the, the New York I, City health officials? So yes. they're saying that the word monkey conjures up. Yep, racism, it's painful because... and racist history. How? Well, because remember, they're New Yorkers. They're crazy. I remember. I think it was either JB or Philip said something about how people used to ask them if they had a tail. What? I think it was Philip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there was that whole. Well, there are some like so stupid. I know <clears throat> stupid people. Once again, it's the stupid people that are causing all of it. Look, I mean, but I guess he, if that brings that back again, up and it wounds people terribly, then it should maybe be changed. I don't but look, care. Yeah, but here's the problem you got. We've been through this with Coon Rapids. Remember, they wanted to change the name of Coon Rapids because of the word coon. It stood for raccoon, not any person. Yeah, and if you've ever been in that area, you'll know why it's called Raccoon Rapids. Because there's a lot of raccoons. There sure are. <laughs> That's what I understand. I've never lived in that area. But you got, uh, and again, this is a very offensive term, but you're going to have to remove the word bunny, too. Bunny? Because, ba- oh, yeah, back in the day, jungle bunny was a very uh, negative thing to say to a black person. Every word is offensive to someone. That's what I'm saying. You're going to get have to get rid of the entire language if this starts. Yes, you are. <clears throat> it just, look. Well, I, one word at a time, I guess. But you know what's amazing about it is, to me, black people are strong enough to, to battle this. We don't have to carry them through like some of these far-leaning people believe. Oh, we uh, have to do it for them. No, you don't. They're I, strong people. I think it's a, a power issue. It empowers people to be able to change the language. So if that makes them feel so much better about the oh, world, then insane. whatever. Everything's just a word. I know. What are you going to gonna it. do? Oh, did you hear, by the way, that Tony Dow is not dead? What? It was a lie. He didn't. He's not dead. He's still dying, but he's that? not dead yet. I don't know who Tony Leave it to Beaver, the eldest he brother. He was Wally oh. on Leave Wally, it to Beaver. That's it, yeah. He's not uh, dead. He's not dead yet. Uh, what? Tony Dow's not management team yet. removes posts saying he died. So they, <laughs> they had it in the hopper waiting for him to die. Did he flatline for a little while? Probably, yeah. And somebody mm. leaked it right away? That would be my guess, yes. He, oh, yeah, he's in hospice care in his last hours. Yes, so but he's not dead yet. He probably, yeah, he oh, probably, for the love of God. he probably coded and some... Uh, entrepreneurial intern decided that they needed to put that out before anyone else and then he came back which does happen wow well sorry about all the rips yeah if you're in your last days in hospice it's like you know what's the difference really well i loved him though i thought he was terrific people didn't think you were dead when you're not dead i don't know He's pretty even keel he on probably Leave it to be. Know. Somebody, I'm sure he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't know. You're right. No idea. If I had my phone him. with me, I would tell you who um, I think tweeted this to me. They had a brother or relative that they hired both Wally and the Beave oh, yeah. <laughs> to come yeah. to a party. Mm-hmm. And Beave was very, very hammered. Oh. The beaver was mm-hmm. and really, Tony, and Tony was not happy about it. Well, how yeah, old that's is what he? I, mean. I mean, he's got to be like sixty at this point, at least. Who? Uh, beaver? beaver? No, he's more like seventy, I would guess. Well, let's see. He's I don't played know by age difference. Jerry, Jerry Mathers. Mathers. Jerry Mathers. He is seventy-four. Seventy-four. Yeah, there you go. And Tony was what? Seventy. Seventy-nine. Seventy-seven. I think he's okay. seventy-seven. Yeah. 
Tony is 77. They're yeah. only three years apart. Yeah. Wow. I think that they got the little brother to look, you know, probably shorter. Yeah, kid they after. probably used some yeah, yeah so movie magic like to more yeah like because the they look brother. like they're ten years apart. Yeah, they do. I wonder if those guys ever made any money from that because that was back in the day when the producers and writers made or the producer made all the money. Yeah, the, well, the parents could take it and the kids could just you know yeah that, go yeah. to hell that basically. Too. Well, unfortunately, uh, police released new uh, new details and video. There's been a Dallas airport shooting now. What are we going to inside the airport? Uh, the suspect was prohibited from owning a gun in Texas. See, this whole gun protection thing is not going to work. Oh, you're talking this. Uh, it wasn't what it sounds like. Oh, it wasn't. Basically, some crazy woman shot at the ceiling because she was mad about something, and they arrested her. She didn't actually. Why was kill she anyone. in the airport? Because I don't with know. A gun. With a gun in the air. You can't take a gun on an airplane. Well, I guess if you. Well, I don't think she meant to get on an airplane. I think she just oh, meant she to just make a scene and yeah. be obnoxious. Oh, yeah, because yeah, until you go like, through security, yeah, you could probably you have could whatever have. you wanted on yeah. you. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You, don't get, you don't go through metal detectors at the door. No. No. Which you might, maybe should. Yeah, maybe. I know. It, is, it feels a little bit like you should go through security right away. Yeah. You would think, yeah. Because what are you doing at the airport? Yeah, if you're unless not. you're going to get on an airplane. Yeah. Some people go to the airport just for like the restaurants and stuff. It's weird. Well, you have really? to get through security, security now. To go to that's the true. You do. There's not. I don't think there's anything behind security except for check-in. Yeah, you just have to do check-in and check your luggage. And no, then, there's nothing in. And, and then well, go through security. At least Minneapolis St. Paul Airport, there's nothing in the front. No. That's, that's, that's true. That's, like yeah, the Palm Beach Airport has a lot more stuff outside of the. The gates. gates. Yeah, yeah they do have you're some right. things. Yeah, yeah right. Minneapolis St. Paul, I think, has literally nothing. Like maybe some. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe some. Uh, what do you Just call some them? Vending machines and, and some stuff. customer service stuff. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. fired two rounds into the ceiling, and then she shot at a cop, and then he shot her. Oh, is she dead? Uh, somehow no. No, she's not dead. Oh, he shot her in the leg. That's why. Her name is Portia Adufua. Hmm. Portia Adufua. Uh, she exited a red Uber in the drop-off area and entered the terminal after a brief trip to the bathroom. She entered the ticketing area. Dallas uh, Police Chief Eddie Garcia told reporters that the suspect said she uh, wanted to make an announcement and then started to ramble, talking about marriage, incarceration, and that she was going to blow up the airport. Mm. <laughs> oh, She's God been arrested sake. several times and yeah, has been in yeah. found incompetent for trial more than once. And she, yeah, so she she's just, like, completely crazy. Yeah, I'm guessing it wasn't a legal gun no it was not she was barred from owning a gun yeah but see that's the whole thing they don't understand that and look i don't have an opinion i don't have an assault weapon i don't know why people need assault weapons i don't get it i don't know enough about them to talk about them i don't know anything about (laughs) assault weapons but if you really think you're going to take the handguns away from everybody the only people are going to have them are going to be the criminals i'm telling you we share a border with mexico I yes. mean, people exactly. can get, get a guns. gun if they yeah. really want to. Exactly. Everyone, every time someone points to uh, gun laws wiping guns out of a country, so you get the UK, I think New Zealand was one of them, uh, Japan, what do all these nations have in common? They're all islands. Yeah, they are. You That's can't exactly smuggle right. guns into an island, not really. I mean, it's well, theoretically can, it's possible, but it's much, much more difficult to wipe something out of a country that isn't completely landlocked. That's true. Although, you know, I don't know. Every time we have a mass shooting in this country, which is way too often and very tragic, and I don't understand why, um, 
we have so many of them. Everybody says, oh, look at all the other countries. They don't have these mass shootings. They actually do. They do, yes. No, they you do. just don't hear about them. I mean, them. compared to the population of the countries, uh-huh. it's... One of the worst mass killings of all time was in France. The mm-hmm. Nice... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Excursion or whatever yeah. the hell they so, call it. I mean, Nisa you're not going to keep people from doing it 100... You're just... No. I don't know why they have to do it, but well, they're going to do it. One thing I do don't it. get about the mass shooting thing is... So your odds of being killed just, like, at random on the street are, like... 6,000 times higher than being killed in a mass shooting. So why don't people talk about that? Because it's an actual much, much greater threat to the life of the average person. Well, because the mass shootings is always something. It's like people were just at a concert or people were just doing this. And then Chicago, take an average weekend. You'll find someone who was just walking down the street and got hit by crossfire from gang activity. I understand that, but they will not talk about that. No, they won't. They They won't do it. We will not have honest conversations about gun use in America. We just won't do it. We have like 30-ish fatalities per year in mass shootings, I think. And then I think it's like 30,000 for... 30,000? Just like random gun crime. Oh, it doesn't surprise me at all. You are like, I think you're something like 100 times more likely to be stabbed to death than killed in a mass shooting. Really? Yeah. I don't like any of those statistics. <laughs> those are not good. Well, it just it's because mass shootings are so rare. I mean, they're, you know, scary and awful, but they also really don't happen very much. It's just because our country is so gigantic. 300 million people. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000. And that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit saberheating.com. Tom here, and I'm excited to tell you about a well-being and weight loss program I personally know works. It's called Continuum Weight and Well-Being. So why Continuum? Because if you're like most of their clients, you've tried countless programs and the DIY version of weight loss. If you're back at square one and just not happy with your weight, health, and how you're feeling, great news. Continuum is doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Simply go to their website 
ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com or call them or text them at 952-491-6527. The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. I did a little research, you know, that, that, that those stats were released, that the lowest unemployment numbers in history uh, just came out. And, my God, in we're history, doing so I well. They said, they said it's in history, absolutely. Well, especially when you're paying people so much to be unemployed. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Unemployment only yeah, like, affects people who are looking for a job but can't get one. Yeah, they, they're, they're, they're excluded from this, uh, this uh, counting. Yeah, if someone's just taking welfare, they're not unemployed. Yeah, not unemployed. Are they excluding exactly. them in the numbers, though? Yeah, yes, they're not they included. Yep. Oh, they are. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's an amazing thing, basically, because I did some research, and the research I found said that, you know, all those new jobs that have been created, first of all, they're not been created. There were jobs that people just didn't want to do anymore. They were not created at all. And secondly, most of the jobs that were taken in the last few months were taken by people who already had a job but weren't making enough money to live, so they took a second job. The gig economy? The gig uh, economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it's not people wanting to work. People don't want to work anymore. They well, just don't want to contribute. I'm telling you, if you want to start believing in conspiracy theories, just watch this dope sick Oh, God. Listen, oh, I can't I watch can't. it because I will Sackler literally. Family. It's making I, me insane. You punch someone? I'm assuming that it has a lot to do with Big Pharma. It has oh, also, yeah. If you Big want Pharma. me to get pissed, just talk to me about Big Pharma. I, well, well oh my God. what's interesting, the most Goody. egregious thing to me was they, the Sackler family, or Purdue Pharma, they made up, I don't know, 10 Societies of Pain and the National yes, yes, you know, right. Foundation Against Pain. They made up all of these societies to bring to the sales meeting to prove how wonderful their own drug was. Yep, that's exactly it. I mean, that is so criminal. I can't even stand it. Was that really supposed to be James Comey that was that stupid? Yes. That was actually supposed to be James Comey. I don't think Comey. they would have used his name if he hadn't been in it. Wait till you hear this one. So Alex the isn't listening. the investigators, the investigators. Well, you know, it's a whole hour without a phone, Catherine. I'm what messaging about do? the podcast logo. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're rebranding. But in any case, what the hell was I just saying? I forgot James what I was Comey. Saying. James Comey. Oh, so Whoever James Comey is. took a meeting. James Comey was the guy who started. Uh, director of the FBI or something? Yeah, the director of the uh, FBI. See, FBI, you can't trust him. Well, there <laughs> oh, you go. Oh, I agree. Oh, the FBI's gotten way political. Sure way has. over the top. Oh, God, political. they sure have. The past they, couple of years. Yes, it's gotten yeah. horrible. But the amazing thing is, so James Comey takes a meeting with the investigators looking to bust uh, Purdue Pharma, right? He takes a meeting, and 10 minutes into the meeting, he still thought they were talking about the chicken company. Hmm. Purdue Farms. Purdue Farms instead of Purdue Pharma. Okay. He literally thought they were talking about chickens killing people. Maybe you'd want to read the report, James (laughs) Comey. It is shocking. Like... I, oh, God. You guys are watching Dope Sick. I'm watching The Dropout. It's really good. Dropout's yeah. really it good, too. It is good, but it's just like both of them have the thing in common where it's like, I can't even believe that so many people with such high intellect intellect, and like fancy jobs, yeah, mm-hmm. big, big jobs, just aren't paying attention and don't actually think and they don't care. Don't do any sort of like critical evaluation of anything. 
everybody's just like, oh, sure, yeah. Well, right. remember, burr, 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 burr. Who was, remember who was on the board? Like people like Henry Kissinger yeah, and, right. you know, yeah. big names. So you're like, oh, my God, if they're in on it, then I should be in on it, too. I know, but like the Walgreens thing that happened? I know. That what one Walgreens guy. Thing? The what Wal- Walgreens thing? Oh, remember they sold the machine the dropout, to Walgreens? Oh, to that's right. Podcast. That's right. Because they couldn't get FDA approval. That's right. yep. And that Walgreens is just like, yep, don't care. Well, actually, they didn't want to do it. And then that one guy was like, we have to do it. It's amazing. Well, she, da, 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 she called them old fuddy-duddies. Yeah. And that, you know, Walgreens was, yes. you know. And then they pretend, she pretended she was going to CVS. Yeah. Yeah, that she just lied. I know. But I mean, the fact that it doesn't work they wouldn't even let them see the machine and it took three years and they kept giving her more and more and more money i know i know how (laughs) how were they just like okay sounds good well most people don't want to admit that they made a mistake especially not when that mistake is going to cost them how many millions of dollars yeah they've already yeah and they've invested tons and tons of money yeah they don't want it yeah. yeah they're all in that's how people get bamboozled on a daily basis for small things, much less a gigantic investment like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this, yeah. this dope sick is just, oh, my God, it's just making me so angry. You know, I can't, like, Dallas Buyers Club, after that movie, I was just like, man, I was like, I won't even take a Tylenol for the rest <laughs> of my life. You guys are so lucky because television, because of streaming, is so much better than it used to be. And there have been great shows on TV, don't get me wrong, but of this of this ilk and this many, my God, there's a lot of good streaming right now. Really good. Well, it's also very interesting that they can tell these stories now so close to the story happening. It used to be 40 years later they might be able to say something yeah. so that they wouldn't get sued. Yeah. Now, I mean, they're just sentencing um the Theranos people, or they just did. and I think October. And the show's been out for a while. I think in October we're going to hear the results. So it's got to be, it has to be truthful or they'd be being sued, right? I would think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, God. Oh, absolutely. Sure. You can't accuse people of that without getting sued. The same thing sued. with Dope Sick. I mean, true. you know, those people still have a lot of money and aren't going to let things, you know, keep on damaging the reputation unless it's true. What did Michael Keaton's character get up to? Like 450 milligrams? Of Oxycontin a day. 450 milligrams? Michael Keaton's what? He's he's the actor in Dope Sick. I was like, who's a... Michael Keaton? No! (laughs) He plays a doctor. He plays plays a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Who gets hooked on Oxy. And he's... Yeah. yeah, Oxy originally was supposed to be 10 milligrams twice a day. That's it. It goes as low as five. Well, Does it really? Originally, no, originally, when they came out with it, it was 10 milligrams twice a day. Then all of a sudden, people were having breakthrough pain. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what happens pain. is yep. you get desensitized to it. So then they doubled the pain. So you need to the increase pain it. Med. Yep. And, then they, and then all of a sudden, they're coming out with 180 pill. 160, 180. 160. It was 160. Yeah. They, they, went tw- they went 10, 20, 40, 80, 160. Yeah. So and they then just, 240. Yeah. So in, instead of going, oh, people need to increase their dosage, obviously we can't do that. Otherwise, they're going to become addicted because it's still an opioid. Yep. We need to take them off of it. This was supposed to be a pill for moderate pain, not lifelong right. pain. Right. Because, I mean, even though... It was supposedly non-addictive because it was time-released, which is what the FDA said. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, the problem also opioid. is that opiates cause pain over time, 
because they wreck your body's ability to deal with pain. Oh, yeah, right. So that's just, why right. people couldn't come off of you it. You can't come off it because, yeah, no matter what, you're going to experience horrible withdrawals. Oh, at these that people point. that were trying to get off it, it looks really horrible. Yep. So I don't know what they've done now. I know it's still on the market. Yeah, it is still on the market. They just absolutely. don't. I mean, when I had my surgery, they gave me like three days worth of like the weakest stuff they could. I know, but if you went and cried, would they give you more? No, not anymore. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Well, now they they went way overboard, and now you can't get it if you need it, of course. Well, you know that little pain chart where they say, you know, the happy face, the sad Zero to face? 10, yeah. That all came from this OxyContin hmm. drug thing. God, they still amazing. use it. Yeah, well, I know. But that, well, that's like the, the whole, because if it was moderate pain or above, you could get, they would give you OxyContin. Well, that's like that survey that they have you take for your physical, for your mental health. Yeah. It's brought to you by um, Pfizer. Oh. Huh. S- oh, for the SRSRIs, yeah. Yeah, the SSRI is under fire now, too. And what's that all about? They're mm. saying that... The serotonin theory is the wrong, serotonin, basically. Yeah, that it is not oh, really? a lack of serotonin that yep. causes depression. I don't really. Yep. That's all I ever used to hear, to hear back oh, when I was a kid. Absolutely, yeah. that mm-hmm. was a tried and true fact. Mm-hmm. But yep. you have to understand, it's the pharmacies that are putting out all of these studies and all of these yeah. tried and true facts. You can't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. look at the vaccination. Look at all kinds of stuff. So I just, everyone's a, anytime anyone's making hundreds of billions of dollars off of something, there's something shady going on with it. No matter That's what it is. Why well, I just and the FDA is supposed <laughs> to be our protector from drugs causing harm but i think that they're in i mean politicians God, get a lot of money yeah, from big they pharma. sure do yep so here i i used to ask the question this way it used to be five but now i've raised it to 10 million why do you need more than 10 million dollars with no debt i honestly could not think of a way to spend it because why maybe do you need maybe all once that you money? get 10 million you're like you know if i just had 20 million more i'd be able to buy out the qe2 and have a party you know i don't know i mean it's got to be some sort of like if i was debt free i would happily i don't need money at that point just enough to live that's all i care about that's all you care i don't need millions of dollars to be happy i know but you have to think about the people that are making billions and hundreds of millions it's like they're driven to have more, more, more. Yeah, more. That yes, they is are. There's a well, certain they, personality. They're megalomaniacs. Yes. They have God complexes, yep. that sort of thing. Yeah. But it just, they drive themselves nuts to make money. They cheat and steal and lie just to get more than 10, even 20 million. That's not enough. Nothing's enough anymore. No. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't well, understand it. I guess it's because, you know, there are billionaires now. But see, it's like, I, why, I'm smart enough. How come, why, I, I want to be one too. I agree with Andy. If you got ten million cash and no debt, why do you even want anybody to know how much money you got? Because they want the fame and the recognition. Yeah, because with money comes power and yeah. Power but comes also, you get people begging friends. you for money and trying to steal every dime yeah, you you've just, got. You just you've got a personal handler that you refer all those people to, and you don't deal with them. Do yeah, you think these people well, are dealing with? The hoi polloi? No, I, have had, <laughs> I have had handlers in my life, and they stole more money from me than anybody else did. 
Well, you weren't watching your handlers. Oh, yeah, it was my <laughs> you gotta, fault. You yeah, got to hire forgot. better handlers. I'm working 20 hours a day, and it's my fault. Well, there's like a that. lot of people that have lost a lot of money to handlers yep. and agents there's no doubt and lawyers. It happens. It's true. We have to. We have got to do something about our legal system. Our attorneys are getting away with way too much bad money. Not the only Bryant, thing you can do. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, not Michael Bryant. That's At this point, the only thing you can do is destroy the entire thing and rebuild it, which no one is going to want to do. But they're so filthy. I mean, you got lawyers now extending cases years so they can make more money. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. The longer the case takes, the more the lawyer gets. Alex, you going home or what are you doing? I'm stretching my legs. I took, a, I ran before I came here, and they started getting crampy. Crampy? Mm. Like yesterday. Oh, by the way, oh. I'm, oh yesterday, go ahead. Yesterday I was at the dentist's office for two hours getting Uh-oh. a crown. Crowns take a while. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Two hours. Did yeah. you have a dental dam? I had the thingy because they're like you have a really small mouth and so they shoved this thing oh, back in my teeth to widen my jaw ah, and cranked it open it hurts <laughs> yeah, it, it hurts hurt. now like yeah. then it didn't hurt but today and i'm not supposed to chew on the left side of my mouth because i have the temporary crown oh. I the real one for another two weeks oh, and so right. i'm like the side that the thing was jammed yeah. in now is the only side i can chew on and it's just there's it's i got yeah. a lot of problems Crowns but oh it's i was gonna just say not worth it we i was in that chair for two hours and you're like inverted yeah. basically and my legs my hips were just like spasming because i had done a peloton ride and then gone to the dentist and i oh. like didn't cool down and i just like peloton shower drive to the dentist and the whole time my legs were just like <laughs> <laughs> and they were like do you need a break i'm like no my legs are getting freaking out <laughs> Listen here. All right, we got two minutes. I just want to point something out. Between the two shows today, the morning show and this show, I have one hour between the two shows, right? Everybody's talking over each other, and it's got to stop. Yeah, you do. I've got to stop. You're absolutely right. Listen to what I got done in one hour. Uh-oh. I went over and filled my car up over at Costco. All right. How much was yeah. gas? I didn't. I don't know. It wasn't much. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It wasn't know. much. I filled up Dan's car yesterday. It was almost a hundred dollars. There's well, a gas. I mean, there's a gas station near us. Three ninety nine. Wow. There you go. I know it's down below four. <laughs> so reasonable. So cheap. <laughs> I filled my car up with gas. <laughs> then I went to the post office and got some mail. Uh, sent some mail. Then I went uh, back to Costco and got my new card instated because mm-hmm. my my card. It changed in July, so now oh. it's, it's all ready to go. Then I did one more thing. I did four things in one hour. What do you think of that action? Look at you being productive. So all I do is I just make an effort. Do you ever I notice lo- that? Yesterday I got a bunch of stuff off my desk, and I'm like, I just love when I'm getting stuff done. That's what I'm yeah. doing after the show. I have like five things I need to do. Oh, I got do. my car washed. That was the other. Oh, that was the fourth thing. Oh, yeah, I got your my car needed washing. It was filthy. Oh, I need you're to use your computer right. after this, Dad. So nope, you're out of the mix. Forget it. It's for the podcast. Nope. I thought our house was going to be on, on fire when I came, I came up 169 from the movie uh, theater. There was this bolt of lightning that looked like it went oh, right down yeah, to our house. It I'm like, the lightning was like, nuts. I might have to save Tom. That was loud. <laughs> the lightning was crazy was. last night driving home from yeah, movie theater. One, I was like, Ooh. Yeah, this one came straight down to the ground somewhere near us. It I know. Was, yeah, and like huge. You could just see the zigzagginess it wasn't just flat the zigzagginess yeah, yeah it you was know intense I like the, the zigzagginess. meteorologist term <laughs> okay I don't take this too seriously but i just want to know from the three of you for our last thing here 
I take everything very seriously. You know the Adina Community Center right no. there on yes. 50th, no. right? <laughs> know that. Neither right of us live there, so uh, no. An employee found a noose harnessed to the roof of the uh, no, Edina Community Center on Tuesday morning. Edina Public Schools Superintendent Stacy Stanley said the rope was found hanging in one of the courtyards of the building. According to a message to students and families, the noose was removed and the incident reported to police. Why would somebody do that? I'm they glad wouldn't. It was removed. They didn't. So you think it's fake? I'll, I have the last heard two ner- many, things. many noose yeah. hoaxes in my the life. Last two Almost no things. actual nooses. <laughs> really? It's 90% of the time it's fake. But why would someone hang a rope there? Or are they just lying? It's about probably that? just a rope. It's probably a pole chain like uh, with Bubba Wallace or something like oh, that. Oh, that's true because those Bubba were just pulled Wallace. in. Bubba Wallace. Yeah, remember the, the, door. the NASCAR noose oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, seven fbi f- agents come out and investigate that what turned out to be a garage pull f- that ended up being fake yep yeah. it was a garage pull he thought Not it was him. a noose put there to intimidate yeah, you just, him you can't have a rope anymore no no ropes, ropes are scary <laughs> cancel ropes <laughs> all right that's gonna do it we'll talk oh no tomorrow is gonna be interesting because doug sprinthal's on liz collins coming in oh uh, poor uh, liz i'm gonna have to apologize to her in advance because of, of sprinthal it's a, it's gonna be a Den of Vipers. Oh, Den of Vipers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Galfand. Oh my. Oh god. my God, Galfand. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Her, her politics are wrong for Galfand, so he's not. I, I think she's a very even keel human being. I do too. I think it's hard to be an even keel human being when somebody's way off. That's true. Yeah. Way off. Way off. All right. Way talk off. to you. Talk to you tomorrow. It's the Tom Bernard podcast. Bye.